All right, good evening and thank you for joining us on Football Extract with yours truly, um, Jerry Afoma, DJ's Wonder, um, right here on Empire Radio 104.5 FM. Like I like um, to remind you all um, that Football Extract is um, strictly inspired by Talk Football, Talk Sports, and it is that football program that we do here every Wednesday uh, by 5 p.m. I cannot thank you all enough for always taking that time out uh, to make it a date with us right here on Football Extract live on Empire Radio 104.5 FM. I'm not alone, I have with me the phenom, the chocolate shop brother. Amos, all who have pride himself, welcome bro, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. What's the idea behind that chocolate shop, shop bread, um, calamari? <laughs> Thingy that you do. My man, my man, I, I call you the phenom, but then sometimes, you know, we get to call you the sh- chocolate shortbread, so it's like why I don't you, know. Why did you become Sheilo? Calabari, calabari. It's a thing that a friend of mine, BJ, used to um, make and all that. So I like to tease out with it. So what's up, man? I'm very well. Give us the history behind the shortbread quickly. Um, uh, no, anything sweet. You know, you know, you know shortbread. You know, mark my shortbread. It's very good. It's very, it's very delicious. So yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sweet. If you people see him on the street, hold him very strong. He said he's sweet. I said I'm sweet. I'm, so, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> so maybe we'll pass some of those sweetness to you guys. <laughs> but then it's good to have you on the show, man. Um, Always a pleasure. Uh, we actually have a lot to do today. Um, on Monday, um, somebody called into the show and said uh, we should start talking about transfers, uh, which is valid uh, because um, the transfer window is actually open. And um, I think uh, we will do that today. But then um, let's quickly get into all the latest footballing action. Then we'll get into transfers. Um, later. Um, tonight's match is in the French League 1. We see former champions Leo travel to Brett. Um, Clement Four, the battle runs. Nance face Lyon at Jassio versus French. Auxerre versus Toulouse. Nice versus Montpellier. Laurent play Monaco. Marseille travel to Troy. Strasbourg host Lens. And Wildlock leaders PSG welcome and Gears um, to Paris. Now, um, the log table in France shows um, PSG leading Lens with four points. And um, PSG are home to Angers. Angers, I think they are second to the bottom. Uh, if not bottom, and um, Lons they are away um, to Strasbourg. But then, um, do you see um, Lons actually pushing PSG um, all the way to at least maybe um, to match day 37 or match day 38 <laughs> of the French League one season? A lot of people talk about the French League being a farmer's league, and this is one of the reasons why. I remember we talked about something like that in the studio yeah. um, recently when we were talking about farmer's league, what makes yeah. a league farmer's league. Yeah. And so far, so far, I think it's a very good development. We also talked about the Serie A, how intense it is there. We need to appreciate things like this when they happen. Normally, at times like this, when PSG was PSG. At times like this, they, they, they have run away with the league mm-hmm, already. Mm-hmm. And it is settled. It happens all the time as well in, in the German Bundesliga. So if Lens can give them a fight even till match day 28, in my opinion, it's a win. It's a win. It is a big win. It's a big win. Because not every time we see that in, in the French league. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess that's um, what um, the EPL and um, um, uh, uh, let's say La Liga now has over um, these other leagues uh, because of that um, competitiveness that um, at least see somebody pushing the other one um, to the last day and even the Serie A it's just um, this separate league and um, the Bundesliga uh, that we can say otherwise about 
Ajax too used to do that with the Eredivisie. Of course. And all that. So Porto used to do it back in the day with the Portuguese uh, Premier League. But then, you know, lately we've seen the likes of Sporting snaking between Benfica, you know, probably, you know, holding their own these days and all that. So um, we just want a competitive league. That, that's all we ask for. Uh, anyways, let's let's move on to outstanding results from the last round of Syria games played. Um, first half double from Das Darko Lazovic helped Verona to a 2 0 home win over Cremonese, where Ricardo Solini's opener was cancelled by goals from Sion, um, Copermenas, and Rasmus Hoglund as Atalanta came from behind to Ed Bologna 2 1 away. Now, result and from the Coppa Italia match played last night, so Inter Milan edge Palma 2 1 at the San Siro, thanks to Francesco Acerbi's winner um, in extra time. Tonight, AC Milan welcome Torino to the San Siro, and tomorrow, Sampdoria travel to Fiorentina. And Roma host Genoa at the Stadio Olimpico in Rome. Um, let's focus on the Coppa Italia. And um, Inter Milan made a lot of people cry yesterday. I'm talking about people, <laughs> people that place bets and all that. <laughs> you know, the, 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 yeah, the punters, the stakers, and all that. And, um, at least for those ones that did um, both teams to score, um, they get to, they, they get to smile at the end of the day. Sure you get, but then it is what it is. And, um, you know, um, eventually everybody expected Inter Milan to win that game yesterday uh, against um, Parma. Uh, Parma, uh, they are in the lower division. But then they have the legendary goalkeeper between the sticks um, in the person of, yes, Buffon. And he, he stressed them. He stressed them. The Lotaro Martinez goal was a sort of deflected goal. Uh, be, you, know, you, just, you just knew you were going to get that second goal from there. Um, Inter Milan, the, we saw them defeat Napoli. And um, in the last match against Monza, they drew. They drew two-two. Um, heading into that game, and um, what, what what's wrong with Inter Milan? This is. I know it's a cup game. Um, a case can be made that uh, maybe it's not really their um, starting eleven and all that. But then, yeah, it's it's an opportunity for them to win the silver. We're looking at what Napoli is doing in the league this season, and looking at how they lost the league last season to AC Milan. And I feel they should be taking this competition serious. But then, you know. Judging by how they played that game yesterday, they, they are not inspiring a lot of confidence right now. Uh, when when we talk about these teams, there is no way we'll talk about these teams and not mention the manager. You cannot talk about a group of people and not put into consideration their leader. Mm. Simeon Inzaghi, he has never, he has never been in charge of a team of this magnitude before. International are a top team. A team with so much history, not just in Syria, but in European football. And um, he has come in and has done a very good job. But also we need to consider the fact that he took over, he took over a team that were reigning champions. He took over a team that were reigning champions. Then they lost the title to AC Milan and now they are struggling. Before, before the Napoli game, I talked about how if there is any team to stop Napoli, it has to be Inter Milan. Yeah, they have yeah. what it takes, you and they did that. You called in it. the Monza game, 11 minutes into the game, there was two goals already. One for Monza, one for Inter Milan. So I knew it was not going to be a walk in the park for them, but I did not also expect them to draw that game, to drop two points in that game. Mm. The major problem they have is consistency, obviously. They are not consistent enough. And also, injury crisis here and there. The Barrellas, the Lukaku's, the Charnoglu's, they, they are not so far this season. The um, Eric Mkhitaryan's, they, so far, they have not been consistent enough in terms of availability, being fit and ready to play. 
So that's that also is a factor. Is a factor affecting the team. And a lot of these players are not just key players; they are very experienced players in the Serie A. These are players that have been playing in the Serie A for for long. Mkhitaryan has been playing in the Serie A for four five seasons now. Uh, Lukaku was highest goal scorer in the Serie A at the time, and so. If you have players like this with all their experience and wealth of um, uh, uh, goals and all of that, in case for Lukaku not being available, it will definitely affect the team. It will definitely affect the team. Mm. And we know how Italian teams are set up. Mm. Uh, what's key for them is the starting eleven, And they are always team of old players. You have Edin Dzeko in that team. Mm. You have Matteo Damian in that team. You have uh, Eric Mkhitaryan in that team. You have Tarnoglu in that team. The average age in that team is about 27, 28. So it's not, it is not a young team. And also they don't have a lot of, a lot of options coming from the bench. Mm. So it affects mm. it. And they also don't have the finances because um, you hear their board telling them they have to keep it tight, they cannot go. That was the reason they sold, um, um, they said they had to sell between Lukaku and Martinez um, that year to, to Chelsea. They ended up selling Lukaku, but then you know, all these things are actually factors in them, you know, being consistent. I think that is what the English clubs have that um, finance um, to get these players because looking at the average age of that squad, you really cannot expect that team um, to be consistent because hey, you were a 37 year old to be playing two games or three games in one week, it's not possible. It's not possible, anyways. Um, tonight, um, AC Milan Torino, um, like I said, the Coppa Italia, you just don't know what to expect from which team. Um, w- w- which team they are going to field. And um, tomorrow, um, Jose Mario, uh, they came from 2-0 down to draw 2-2 in the, over the weekend. They are, they are hosting Genoa um, tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I know Jose Mario will be taking the competition serious. And um, he has won the Europa Conference League, um, brought the trophy to Roma in a long, long time. And he will be looking to do something like that this season. One thing I like about Jose Mario is he doesn't underestimate any trophy, especially if he and goes to a new club. That was what he did with Tottenham. Got them to the final of the Carling Cup before he was asked to leave. Um, there was a lot of um, so, so, so controversy surrounding it that if he had um, won it, he would have gotten some sort of money or something. Or probably when Tottenham didn't want to pay that money. I don't, I don't know. But it was just, you know, unsubstantiated um, rumors about um, these things and all that. But then, you know, he, 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 one thing you cannot take from him is he's a winner. Mm-hmm. Sure you get. Um, Come on, he's the last manager to win something for Manchester United. See, it's not a job. It's not a job at my United. I just have to say, 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 since he left, my United have not gotten somebody in to actually, you know, it's not as United got to the final of um, what is it called the Europa League. She understand. So it's not as if United are not doing anything. They are doing something. It's just that it shows. I'm talking about Jose Mourinho now. It shows the kind of person he is, the kind of manager he is. She get, I know it will not be taking the Copa Italia. I'm likely, but then you know, looking at rumor, um, do you see them actually um, getting to the final? At least let us start from there. Then we know <laughs> if they get to the if they get to the final, it's a 50-50 thing for. And you can always never rule out the Jose Mourinho team. The only the only way to stop the Jose Mourinho team from not winning the title is stopping from getting to the final. He gets to the final. I don't care who he's playing. I don't care if the opposition has 11 Messi on the field of play. I don't care. As long as Jose Mourinho gets to the final of any competition, it is no longer philosophy. It is no longer tradition. It is no longer culture of the team. It is about winning the title. However it takes. Good, bad or ugly. 
So, like you rightly said, Mourinho doesn't joke with any title. Not the least of it. He doesn't care. All he wants to do, he knows the importance of bringing a silverware into the dressing room. Now, it doesn't matter what title it is. He knows the importance of that. He knows how important it is for the morale, morale. of the players. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say so that. that is why he does everything he can to make sure that a silverware, one way or the other, gets into the dressing room. Now, imagine AS Roma getting to the final of this competition and somehow making Champions League sports. They are back in the Champions League, also with a silverware. It is a perfect season and this is a team that is still under transition. We can say a lot, I doubt they've signed a couple, they've signed a couple of players, but a lot of these signings were free signings, some were loan signings and even a lot of the players that came in have not had the opportunity to prove themselves to the manager. Injury this, injury that. So we have to give the man, we have to give him kudos. He has been dragging a team that was left mediocre. Roma was a mediocre team before he came in. With no, no disrespect to anyone. They had comfortably become a mid-table team. And they've accepted that And they've accepted that factor. And so somehow, Jose Mourinho comes in, uh, expectations become skyrocketed and he has to meet this expectation with very little budget. And somehow the Stadio Olimpico is getting filled to capacity, match in, match out again. This is something that hasn't happened in almost a decade. The last time they saw a full Stadio Olimpico was almost a decade ago. So now they are having it consistently, week in, week out. Revenue is rising. I, I think they need the man. The man needs to get his kudos. He needs to get his flowers. And um, Mourinho, once he gets to the knockout phase of a competition, he becomes ugly. He just wants he, to get to the final. He doesn't care. He just he wants doesn't to care against it. He just he, he just becomes ugly. Mm. Mm. Watch out for Roma, guys. <laughs> Just watch out for Roma. Uh, our starting result from the last round of um, La Liga games played also um, saw Atletico Bilbao, who were held at home by Osasuna to a goalless drop. But then tonight is the Spanish Super Cup uh, match as Real Madrid face Valencia, while tomorrow is Real Betis versus um, Barcelona. Now, the Super Cup is that um, tournament, I think this is the third year now, um, that they play in the United Arab Emirates outside Spain. <laughs> they call it the Super Cup. I think um, it's just a way for them to generate money and all the interns been working for them. And, um, you know, I don't take this game seriously. Um, they try to take it seriously. They use, um, um, what's it called? They, 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 they use the starting 11s and all that, you know. So, uh, what should you be expecting from both games? Who do you see winning the tournament overall? Your take on the old tournament, <laughs> all the same. It's a silverware. Whether it is... Um an avenue for revenue generation or not it's a silver one and you know when you have a team like Real Madrid for instance who are the most successful in Europe I have a team like that who are always hungry for titles who are always hungry to be champions you have a team of um, champions all around they take everything seriously we as spectators might think oh this this is a regular uh, uh, competition and all of that but then the bragging right is also still there. Mm. If they win their matches, they might play and then Classico in the final. Yeah. The bragging right is yeah. still there. So El, El Clasico is always good for TV. Always. <laughs> Real always. Madrid, Barcelona, always. El Clasico. So, even, even though they don't have those um, mega superstars that we used to see in the past, they still have the stars there. 
had a, a, come on the ballon the current ballon the is there in Karim Benzema you have a Lewandowski there so you know the, the manager is there um, in Xavi you want to see what it's like as a manager you know El Tactico and whatnot <laughs> and um, the legendary Carlo Ancelotti is there uh-huh. on the sidelines so it's always an interesting one so keep an eye out for that one but then outstanding result also from the third round of the English FA Cup um, game that was played on Monday so Arsenal beat Oxford United 3-0 thanks to um, second half goals from Mohamed Elneny and um, a brace from Eddie Nketia. Uh EFL Cup quarter-final kickoff last night as well at, and at St James's Park second half goals from Danborn and Joel Linton saw Newcastle United beat Leicester City 2-0 while Man United defeated Charlton Athletic 3-0 at Old Trafford thanks to Anthony and then Marcus Rashford's um, late double Tonight Wolves travel to Nottingham Forest while Southampton welcome um, Manchester City to the St Mary Stadium uh, uh, <laughs> Arsenal uh, we expected them to beat Oxford United, they did that and um, we'll be playing Manchester City in the next round now, it's a case of uh, uh, it's been a minute it's, it's been a case of prioritising the competition uh, they know they don't have their talisman up top uh, but then they're trying to get this um, Ukrainian winger in he's not a striker but then in case he has stepped up, he's banging in the goals he's been very very effective up front um, they are on top of the league, rightly so for me Personally, I think Arsenal are the most consistent and dominant team this season, in my so own far, opinion. So far, so far, so far, more dominant and more consistent than Manchester City and um, the rest of us. She understand. But then, you know, going away to the Etihad to play Manchester City in the FA Cup, how do you see them approach this? Um, do you see them? Is it a case of them, you know, um, just you know, probably underestimating the FA Cup and just put all their attention on the league or? They will try and win the competition. This is the competition that they've won the most. They are the teams that have won it the most in England. And just try and extend that run, you know, so that they can put um, daylight between them and other teams trying to, you know, probably um, catch that record anytime soon. Let's start. Let's start from the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> the target is there. The stacked is there. Uh, the league table is there. Uh, in, in terms of consistency, there is no such thing as the rest of us. Please, let's let's us. Mention ourselves. Okay. Yeah, mention yourselves. Newcastle. So, United. Now that um, that has been addressed, in my opinion, I'm not an Arsenal fan. In my opinion, I think Arsenal have about 12 FA Cup titles already. There is no. There is no reason. There is no reason prioritizing a title like the FA Cup. This. This is the season. This is Arsenal's season in the league. If Arsenal prioritise the league and win the league this season, it is it is going to be a turning point for Arsenal. Will it be bigger than their invincible season? A new era begins. It is definitely going to be bigger. They've not won the league title since 2005 Kingdom, now. Kingdom, or 2004. 2004. They've not won the league title since 2004. So if they win the league now, it, it's... It marks the, the beginning of a new era for the team, for the club, Arsenal. And so they have become, they are they will come back, becoming a dominant force in English football again. Before now, Arsenal are just, that was before Wenger left, they were just, okay, always top, going to top be top four. four. Always going to That's be top four. That's their price. And then, Wenger left, they became a team that uh, might not make the top four. And now, if they win the league now, expectations will become higher so the board has no choice you have to spend to match these expectations this that has been created 
So in my opinion, you have 12 FA Cup titles already. There is no reason why you should prioritize that over a league title that you haven't won since 2004. And you have the chance now to be champions of England. The best league in the world. Come on. Come on. I would expect us now to prioritize the league <laughs> over the FA Cup. Alright, um, let's uh, quickly move on to the EFL Cup quarterfinals yesterday. Um, we expected Man United to win, but at a point, you know, when that game stays at 1-0, um, anything can happen. But then the difference, like I said in the group yesterday, the difference between this Manchester United this year and the Manchester United of the past is uh, Charlton probably um, equalised that game at 1-1. Then you see United, you know, scouring to get that second goal, but you just trust United. I've seen it time and time again. They just leave it late, score those late goals and get the win. She understand, and that was exactly what happened. So no surprises there. Um, on to the next, the semi-final. Uh, but then I like us to focus on. You can talk about my United if you want, but I like us to focus on um, Newcastle and Leicester City. Um, I saw the starting lineup for Newcastle in the FA Cup, and I can understand why they started those guys. Um, and I saw the starting lineup yesterday, and um, even for Leicester, their starting lineup they both started their um, Premier League starting eleven, and um, they kept it tight as usual, clean sheet. And um, they got the goals, you know, and they are dreaming. I think um, this is the first time they've gotten to um, a semi-final of a competition in about 30, 40-something years. And um, they are trying to, a cup competition, I mean, and they are trying to go all the way this time. Uh, we have Man United there, we have uh, Man City still there. And um, of course, we have um, Newcastle uh, United there. Um, so, you know, they are the um, looking at the league table now. They are obviously the three strong teams remaining in that competition. And um, do you think Newcastle actually have a chance of um, nicking the EFL Cup in between the Manchester clubs right now? They, they do have a chance. This, this is a team that um, in the league so far is taking points off both Manchester clubs. Against City it was 3-3. City had to scramble for the goal mm. against United it was 1-1 so they got points off of these teams so anything can happen and the, the, the Newcastle United team this season are so spirited they are so spirited they, it's like they have they have something to prove to the new owners they know that once the team gets to make Champions League qualification or win a title investments are going to pour in in the summer so all of the players there now are trying to prove a point so when the investment comes they don't get kicked off they are made to remain in team it's like it's like when manchester man city started they got the likes of gary barry and james milner and um uh gal cliche bakari sanya this this other uh, netherlands guy uh what you call him the very rough guy from 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 the netherlands Young. Nigel De Jong. Miguel De Jong and all of these guys. And they met some players there. The likes of Elano and the likes were there. But they had to be dropped at one, po at one point or the other. Sean Wright Phillips, he had to be kicked, off, kicked out of the club at a point. So this is, I think the Newcastle team are very spirited. They have a point to prove. And winning a title in between fighting to get a Champions League spot is, I think, the best this group can do. For themselves in that team, mm. so I, I think I think you are believing again. The fans are believing again. The manager too, he said they are allowed to dream. So hey, uh, let's see how that plays out on that front. But then 
There's also EPL action tomorrow. Uh, Chelsea, they travel to Craven Cottage to face um, their landlord, Fulham, <laughs> in that London derby. So uh, we just have to wait uh, to see with Chelsea. I don't want us to. Um, we know Chelsea are struggling their tent on the log. Fulham are actually, I think, seventh mm. above them on, the, on that log. So Chelsea have to play them with respect. Why you say above them, right? You're not Chelsea fans. Above, above, above us. Above, yeah, of course. Above, above us. You. <laughs> above us on the log. But then, hey, God, now wow. Chelsea, <laughs> you have dragged me into the mud. No, Allah. But then, let, let, let's see what happens. It's a London derby. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But because of our time, uh, I'd like us to get into um, the transfer stories um, real quick. And I'm um, still speaking about Chelsea. Um, this afternoon, they announced the signing of um, Atletico Madrid striker Joao Felix. Um, on loan for the rest of the season for 11 million euros. Now, Arsenal and Man United have been linked with your Felix, but he gave up um, that move to the Blues. He also signed a one-year contract extension with um, his Atletico Madrid contract until June 2027. Um, your Felix is the fifth most expensive player in history. When Atletico Madrid paid Benfica around 13 million pounds in 2019, he has scored 34 goals in more than 31 appearances in all competitions with 18 assists for Atletico uh, Madrid. And um, he has five goals and three assists in 20 games this season. Is this what Chelsea need right now? The player obviously is talented. He has all the qualities to thrive in an attacking team. We know, we know Atletico Madrid. We know the way Diego Simeone plays. So that is why sometimes when we look at statistics alone to judge some players, it's unfair on them. This is a team that I don't know. I was I was having this conversation with a friend of mine after the Barca game. It, it, it is crazy if you talk about some managers being defensive or being defensive-minded. I don't know. You cannot say Jose Mourinho is no, but you can definitely say Diego Simeone is. This man will go into the second game of the La Liga season. Second game. This is not a semi-final or quarter-final of a cup competition. The second game of the league season. And you defend from start to finish. You're playing Cadiz. And from the majority of the LJ. game, LJ, for the majority of the game, you're playing behind the ball. It doesn't make any sense. So R- but, running up and down the touchline, you know, being animated and all that. For, 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 for players like that, it doesn't help them. So uh, if Chelsea fans are asking this question now, in my opinion, I, I'll say they are very po- hypocritical because when Jose Mourinho made his second coming to Chelsea and Eden Hazard and the lights were complaining remember the game against PSG and what happened Eden Hazard and the lights were complaining that the taxis were holding them back and all of this they supported the players over the manager over a manager that um, we can say we can give a lot of credit for making Chelsea what they are today over a manager like that they supported the player so why are we complaining about your Felix your Felix's statistics when we know the team he plays in. We know the kind of tactics that the manager plays. Come on, it is unfair on the team. It is very unfair on him. Mm. I, I, I think um, I'm indifferent about the transfer. I like your Felix personally. Um, there are some players I like personally. So when it comes to them, I'm a bit um, um, sentimental. Um, but then I would say the way it is, um, like you rightly called out, um, I, can't, I, I shouldn't judge him because um, at Benfica, he was um, touted as one that kid. That we expect, of course, but let's go Madrid to pay that much money for him. Then it shows um, the kind of just uh, let's go Madrid have one of the best scouting systems in, in the world. In Europe, 
Shea, you understand? So for them to go ahead and fuck out that money, they are not a club known to have to spend that big on the player. So for them to spend that big on, the, I think that's their that's their record signing for their club. So for them to spend that big on the player shows the kind of potential they were expected from him. But then, like you rightly called out, um, how Diego Simeone has played has actually affected how. Um, yeah. So this is an opportunity. It's a smart one for Chelsea to try and get a loan. Um, they try to include an option to buy, an obligation to buy, but Atletico Madrid, because they still believe they didn't include it, and paying 11 million euros shows um, the value of the player, the they quality also of the to player. extend his contract by one year before making that. Sure, I understand. So, like I, like I will say, I will sit down and look at how they are going to use him, because um, unfortunately, Chelsea has been known as the team that players go to die. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it's my team and um, sometimes it's just sad you know you see these players and um, they come to Chelsea and they just um, just is it, is it that they fail to perform or they just uh, maybe it's the system just like you called out I don't know but then in between you've seen some players coming and actually try she understand so I'll be looking at how Grand Potter utilizes um, your Felix I'll be looking at how he himself immerses himself into the team what positions will he be playing? Obviously, now Messi Mount has a competition, a real competition. And then the problem, the problem again. Another big question is this: Who do you think? Who signing do you think this is? Is this is this a Porter sign? I think it's um, or a I, it's, no, it's the it's the um, what's it called? The sporting director. Those new guys, Christopher Vivel and um, what's that, that name? It starts with W. Winter Winterbury or something. I I don't know right now. So I think it's their signing. They scouted him because. They had a discussion with Potter about it. That see, this guy is good. With our injury problems up front, talking about um, Ryan Sterling. Now, now I, it's unconfirmed yet, but I'm hearing Christian Pulisic will probably be out for a couple of months. It's unconfirmed yet. I've not confirmed it, but then I'm hearing we have for a couple of months. So, and um, this is somebody that just got back into the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. I've been complaining that he has not got his chance to play in the starting eleven mm-hmm. in his preferred position. And this is the problem, Chelsea fans. I've been having with Christian Pulisic the inability for him to stay fit. Sure you get. So and um, they felt no need than to get this guy in. So I guess we'll probably be replacing Christian Pulisic in that lineup, um, playing from the left. But then it remains to be seen, you know, how they actually implement him. They signed a couple of young guys to Andre Santos, um, Datro um, Fofana, David Datro Fofana, you know, and um, the defender, uh, Silly. <laughs> Benoit, 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 they signed Benoit. And um, it will be interesting to see how Chelsea um, implement these guys. Um, I'm, I know the match tomorrow will be too soon for us to see him. Um, he's wearing number 11, by the way. Um, the number Timo Werner used to wear. And um, he'll probably play against Crystal Palace over the weekend. But then it will be interesting to, it will be a good one for our Felix. But people will be looking at him that, okay, let's see what you can do. Expectations will be really you get. And also, 11 million for a long yes, deal is, 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 is very It's actually high. Uh, but then there's also this news here um, that says that Real Madrid want to sign um, Harry Kane for next season. Um, Kane current contract at Tottenham runs out on, in, until 2024, and um, it could cost up to 100 million euros. Do you think um, he's somebody that Real Madrid will need next season? Real Madrid will definitely not need him next season. This is a team that has paid about seven, uh, a fee that will rise up to about 73 million for Hendrik, who will join the team in 2024. So. They are not going to pay another hundred million for Harry Kane now. It is impossible. They have a, a certain Rodrigo. The, the, the plan is to 
I guess they are looking at um, Karim Benzema, you know, his fitness problems and everything. So in the next two years, she get. But then I don't. I honestly don't see them signing Harry Kane too. They have they have a certain Rodrigo that that is able to operate like Thierry Henry does from the flank and then operate through the middle, score goals. He has proven that he can score goals in the biggest stage against Manchester City. He did it. He came on and changed the game completely. He scored in the Clasico. You know, this guy has shown that. He is capable of doing these things, and so Magic can also. They have. They also have a very good man manager in Carlo Ancelotti. True. So as long as he is still manager, they are going to use everything they can up front throughout that season until 2024 when Endry can join. And everything is. I, I don't see Real Madrid paying 100 million for Harry Kane. It is not just possible. It is not just possible. And Daniel Levy is very difficult to do business with. Yeah. If he says he wants 100 million. He is not going to drop it from that hundred million unless maybe except he, he raises it more than the hundred million. True. So it, I don't see Real Madrid doing that. Mm, mm, true. Anyways, I'm uh, moving on. This one is actually funny to me. Uh, it says Arsenal are considering making a move for Real Madrid winger Eden Hazard, um, who retired from international duty with Belgium uh, last month. <laughs> Do you see this one happening as well? No, I don't. It's got it's a gossip page, of course. I, uh, oh, you know, I, I I've heard. Well, is this some is this something they need right now? Looking at how well Martinelli is playing and he's obviously playing for that position. If they do, if they do make this sign, then I, I, I will beat my chest and say, I am sorry to say that Arsenal are cursed. Because he cannot spend 73 million on Pepe, who didn't live up to expectation. And now you have a Gabriel Martinelli that you did not spend all that money on, doing all that is needed to be done. is in the form of his life. All he needs to do now is to improve on his decision making mm. sometimes he gets to keep the ball a bit longer than expected mm-hmm. other times he doesn't make the right decision especially the final third mm-hmm. that is all that he needs to work on and he's growing every game you're not going to bring in Eddie hazard one is it is going to stunt martinelli's development another thing is you have no use for Eddie hazard he's he's rarely fit he's out of shape he's a fat man huh? It, it, should, it, should, it should basically just go to our <laughs> well, I don't, I don't see it happening though. But then, what does this mean for them? Did he dial in over that um, um, Mikhailo Mudok guy that they want to sign from Shakhtar Donetsk? Um, nobody's competing with them for that signature. Why are they dragging their feet? Um, Shakhtar Donetsk stance is simple. Um, if my United can pay that much money for Anthony, they value their guy like that. So, uh, Arsenal, um, I think they are willing to go as high as um, 60 million with Haddons. So 40 million up front, 20 million in um, added um, add-ons, you know, various clauses and all that. And they are saying um, 80 million. Um, do you think Arsenal should meet the 80 million or probably just say, hey, it's 70 million or we are walking away? And I'm sure they'll probably lower their stance a little bit and just sell because the guy wants to move. He wants to move. Every every other club in Europe are keeping tabs on him. They are scouting him now, week in, week out. Mm. A lot of clubs are convinced. Maybe, maybe, um, negotiations have not been easy enough or fluid enough between this team and other teams as well. But the fact is, if you need a player and you have a player that suits the profile that you need, why not pay for him? It is simple. We talk about all of these things that um, some teams just go to the transfer market and waste money and all of that. But the player suits what they need. And this is the asking price. Why drag it? You pay for the player. If he comes in, 
it is now your duty to manage him to full potential mm. knowing the amount that you paid for him exactly. it is your duty to play uh, systems that will bring the best out of this player knowing how much you paid for him so it is not a case of is a player worth an amount or a player what if the player is worth a certain amount to the parent club you have to pay that money to take the player off their hands and if you're not willing to pay the player is not worth that much to you does not mean that the, the club is, does, not, does not value him and they should accept less because you think he's not worth that to you mm. anyways good luck to arsenal on that one <laughs> moving on uh, before we throw the phone lines open um, Besiktas have agreed to accept about 2.7 million pounds from Man United to allow Dutch striker work workhorse to end his loan um, from Burnley early and move to Old Trafford until the end of the season however the Turkish side want to have a replacement lined up before allowing the move um, to go through um, Weghorst is this where we are? Manchester United what can we say? <laughs> what can we say? since, since Jose Mourinho <laughs> we've been signing makeshift strikers nothing long term we had we had the chance to sign Benjamin Sheshko in the summer yeah. we did not make that move that guy would have been lovely right now we with the not, way my United are playing we did, not, we did not make that move and it was it was for yeah. as little as 36 million at yeah. the time now he has gone to RB Leipzig we, we didn't make that move we let it slide and since Jose Mourinho this is why when a lot of people call out Jose Mourinho's time at Manchester United I laugh at them it doesn't make any sense he didn't have anything. The man did not have anything. He met the likes of Marcos Rojo and Daily Blind and all of these players that um, his predecessors like um, David Moyes, Louis Van Gaal had signed. And when he wanted to sign a player, United brought Paul Pogba for commercial purposes. Imposed Fred on him. And the only player, player you gave him was Zlatan Ibrahimovic. How old was he then? He was 35 when he came to Manchester United and since then we signed Igalo Igalo was 31 when he came to Manchester yeah. United we signed Cristiano signed Cavani Cavani he was 33 when he came in now Wegos we signed Cristiano he was 36 when he came in now Wegos he's 31 what is wrong with United? what is wrong with United? it is not this is not the point where United should be making temporary signings we need players who can become a part of the project long term. And now, after the season, we have to sign the same Benjamin Sesko, maybe in the summer, for a fee that could be around 60, 70 million. Mm. Some, a player that we could have signed for less than 30 million. So I, don't, I really don't know what is wrong with the team. Vergos, I, I think he's good. He has this. Um, traditional yeah, striker is yeah yeah he, he brings yeah. a different profile um to United forward line of course so I think um um what's his name um Eric Ten Hag uh, has this idea of what boy wants to do with him um for some special purposes so let let's see how that plays out she understands he also he, he also has this imposing presence he's a very tall guy yeah yeah and distort defense yeah so. yeah so 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 if uh, my United wants to go long um I think he's perfectly suited. Um, for that type of play. So, anyways, but then before I throw the phone lines up, uh, this one. See, don't let us explain this one for too long. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on which one is harder to win, the UEFA Champions League or the normal individual leagues. Now, this has been stirring up controversies in the group, and um, people have been talking about it. Actually, um, I've listened to a lot. I've read a lot of argument from both sides about um, which one they think is um, 
more difficult to win. Um, the same thing applies to the CAF Champions League and our regular leagues. Um, I'm talking about the MPFL, the um, South African League, the Egyptian League, and all that. So it's not just Europe now. The Champions League or the regular leagues, which one is more difficult to win, in your own opinion? It's not a straightforward question. It's a very nice <laughs> question. If you ask me. But it's hey, tricky. But hey, um, the marathon will always will always be more difficult compared to the sprint. It will always be more difficult compared to the sprint. Whether we like it or not, the most coveted football competition in the world is the World Cup. Right? Mm. But the World Cup doesn't take up to a month. Mm. It starts and finishes. And so, another thing we also have to consider is the fact that leagues are different. Leagues are really different. Leagues are really different. My point exactly. Every nation with their leagues, it is different. Now we can say the EPL is the strongest league in the world, mm. or and all that. But that's my, that is not true. I, I can't say that might not be true. That is not true. It's not true. The powers that be will say the EPL is the strongest league in the world. But no. Maybe because our own leagues are not standardized or not recognized and all of that. These leagues are difficult. I tell you. Extremely difficult. I tell you. So, in my opinion, I'll, I'll always say that the league, the league is more difficult to, uh, to like, like, like Timmy Dayo um, in the group said, he said, if you snooze, you lose. Um, the, UFR, uh, the, the Champions League will not allow you to do that. Especially um, in the knockout um, games and all that. And um, Olamilikon responded and he said, um, um, those crunch games towards the end of the season, you cannot afford to lose um, back-to-back games as well. So, it's equally people, important. So a lot of people don't understand. They don't understand this because in the EPL, uh, in, in, in cup competitions, yeah. it is easy, especially in the Champions League and the likes. Once you finish top of your group, there is a high chance that you'll avoid other very strong teams mm. in the next round. There's yes. a very high chance. Yes. Now, in the league, whether you like it or not, you play these teams twice. And a lot of people don't understand the fact that if you snooze from the beginning of the league, you lose the first 10 week game weeks of the league, you're in big problem. Chelsea. A very huge problem. Chelsea. And we've seen Arsenal. Now, people don't understand this. We've seen Arsenal top the table till late November sometimes. And then go downhill from there. Even February. Till February. Even February. They top the, the table till February. And somehow they don't win the league. And we also know that for you to win the, the EPL, you cannot have over five losses. Once you have over five or you have three, four losses of your first 10 games, it is very difficult for you to win a league. Especially in the difficult one. It is very difficult. So you cannot, you just cannot compare. You cannot snooze. You cannot compare. It is, it is like what happened with Argentina in the, in, 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 in the World Cup. In the World Cup. They were able to avoid some very tricky fixtures because they topped that group. Because they did top the group. And it happened with France as well. I saw what happened with France in that in that game against France in the final. So let's see they play uh, the likes of uh, Brazil, England, you know, somewhere in between. You know, so <laughs> the, that, that, is, that is it for me. Anyway, I, I get what you are saying, but then let me throw the phone lines open. The number to call is 0702. 555-1045 the number to send your sms to with your name and location 0022991045 let's get into it all the transfer stories as well as as well as which one do you think is more difficult to win the league or the champions league hello 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 
Hello, sir. Uh, good evening. Good evening, sir. Uh, can I the mic? Uh, the sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to greet the person in the studio. Good evening, sir. Uh, compliment of the same. Same to you, sir. And I wish you that uh, you go through the year in good health yes, and uh, with prosperity. Amen, sir. Uh, talking about the league, uh, the pundit in the house said that Premier League is uh, what uh, I, I want to put in, he said it's the third league in the world. No, no, no. He didn't say that, sir. Okay. He, he said arguably uh, that some people say it is, but it is not. No. Mm. I, want to I know you're a La Liga fan, sir, so I know where you're coming from. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> not, 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 in ma- no not in matter of La Liga fans. Okay, sir. <laughs> but when you see it, you put it, you. you uh, you know, sir, you analyze it. Yes. The achievement of a man mm. goes with his, uh, whatever he has able to prove. Maybe winning cups. Uh, you are talking of Morio now. Okay. Uh, he has won many cups. So that's why he's outstanding among the coaches. So if you want to think of that, mm. La Liga. And the uh, Italian league, I want to say they are more stronger than Premier League. But because we watch, is the Premier League we watch more. in Nigeria. Mm. That's why we consider them as stronger. the best league. Mm. Uh-huh. So I don't comply with that. Premier League is the best. Uh, but what? But what we are saying, sir? The question is this: Which is more difficult to win, the Champions League or? Of the regular leagues, be it La Liga, be it the EPL, yeah. be it. Uh, uh, when the Champions League is just a group uh, match, you you don't play up to ten matches okay. to win the Champions League, but you have to play for thirty-eight, at least thirty-eight matches. Mm. Uh-huh. So it is more protect, uh, competitive. Uh, it's more difficult to win. to win in the league. Either the league is not uh, the one we play in the, uh, our Nigeria league here. Yeah. Mm. It's more difficult than Champions League. Mm. So that's what uh, I want to say about that. All right, thank you. Thank for, you. Thank you. Thank you. For, thank you for calling, sir. <laughs> Alright, uh, the number to still call is 0702 SMS people is 0802299-1045 Hello? Hello Hello? Yeah, this is Melchizedek Sir? I'm calling from a prayer I didn't get your name, sir Melchizedek Okay, Melchizedek Yes, sir How are you doing, sir? I'm fine, thank you, you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Can you speak up a bit too? Can I hear you clearly, sir? Alright. Um, let me quickly jump into your question. Oh, yeah, no. The, I think the Champions League is more difficult to win okay. than the regular league. Okay. I actually want to contradict what the other caller, the, the one of the. Please go ahead. Get, get it as text, yes. not the caller. Uh, it is said that marathon is more difficult to win than a sprint. That is unconscionable. That is total. That is 
spring rest requires you to, you know, run it at your full, at, at, at top speed from start to finish and with your full strength. Okay. So that one is more difficult and even more competitive. Whereas in the case of marathon, if you have been following marathon races very well, okay. let's use the case of this Kenyan, uh, Kenyan and uh, Ethiopian uh, long distance race, uh, mar Admit. marathoners. Yes. Uh, you know, those ones can run and at some point they relax to catch their break. Okay. So in case of a particular Ethiopian runner who at a point has to uh, stop to eat at all, of course one cannot eat better. She okay. just stop and urinated afterwards, she continued the rest. Eventually she still won the rest. Hey, can you try that with me? <laughs> so then, that, you, know, you can also use that same analogy to see, compare I, and contrast I, regularly. I see um, your point. I see so your point. It, it, it's more difficult. It is not very difficult to win. How, how come that? Man, this is. There has been a dominant force in England I find it difficult to win Champions League. Okay. So that is, that is just one. Mm. And secondly, um, I want to react to what happened in yesterday night. Okay. Between Inter Milan okay. and Parma. Okay. I believe that was a, a clear case of match fixing. There's <laughs> nothing like, if you look at Parma, Parma is not even a very is in a lower league division to live in Italy, okay. in Italian Sierra B. And it's not a top force in Sierra B. It's not contending for anything. Okay. If you look at their position in Sierra B, they are, they are extremely poor, extremely poor. Now, and we, are, and we are talking about a team that deleted almighty Napoli. And guess what? The, the, the equalizing goal came in the 87th minute. And what, that was the only shot on target. I'm only saying this because I write one of your analysts said that um, uh, Giuliano Buffon was the deciding factor. That he was the one that was stand, standing between. He did say uh, that. Well, well, at least he made mention of Giuliano Buffon. We but, just spoke about he, legendary. He was wrong because that man was never tested. I can have told you that for, for 87 minutes, those guys never recorded a shot on target. How, how they could Gilani before be the one that stopped them from scoring? It was a game plan. They never really wanted to win that match on the regular time. So they considered a very cheap goal and made it seem as if those guys were defending it. That was, that was what they actually aged out to achieve. They knew that after all, in the cup game, eventually will get to extra time and they always have their money. So that was what happened. So I think this, a, a, a games like that needed to be investigated by FIFA because it's not corruption. It's Oh, but we got your point, sir. But then I don't think any anybody. Amos, I don't know. Did you say that? I don't think anybody um, spoke about um, Buffon being the. We we're just acknowledging the fact that the legendary Buffon was in between the sticks for Parma. Um, that's all. In my opinion, in my recollection. Hello. Yeah. Good evening. Can you please speak up a bit? I can. Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. Thank you. Welcome to Football Extracts. Who am I speaking with? It's faithfulness. Okay, faithfulness. How are you doing? I hear me. I can hear you, faithfulness. Go ahead with your contribution. Um, for me, the UEFA is more difficult. The Champions League. Uh, yeah, the Champions League is more difficult. Okay. And the reason is because um, the league, although it's difficult to the league, but I believe that there are familiarities in the league when you are playing in the league. 
if you lose your first game, there's still possibilities in which you can meet cheap teams, at least to edge them. But in the US, when you are when you are being put in the in the in the group of death, like you 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 are switched into um, Bayern, Barcelona, okay, you will be allowed. You won't even be like you want to win every other game, every other game, because it's very very difficult that um, that you that you in your first game you are going to meet an easier team, a very easy team to just pinch with. But the UEFA is a is a game of combination of most of the top four teams in each league, okay. which are in top forms. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I do, I do, I do. Yes. So when you are playing the UEFA league, it's more intense because the groups you can't just afford to lose. But in the, in the league, you can, at least you can if you can lose your first game, there are possibilities that you need cheaper teams in which you can play with and you can just win all your games. But in the UEFA, it's not like that. And it's a very, very big competition. The tension there, everything there, every match matters in the UEFA. Just, 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 just a very, very big competition. So for me, the UEFA is bigger. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for calling faithfulness. And I want to also say something again. Okay, quickly, quickly. Um, about um, I don't know if it's a rumor hazard coming to us now. Yeah, we don't know yet. Nothing is confirmed yet. It's just in the gossip pages of um football. That history. that would be a very very ungraceful sign if Arsenal should do that because um Arsenal is out of football already. And who knows if it's even if it's even true if it comes. And if you could pick up, but I think if other coming, it, it would kill some players. Yeah, so that's that's nice. All right, thank you for calling faithfulness. All right, I think um, what he was trying to say is um, there's familiarity with um, leagues you play in the league, whereas in the Champions League you get to play the stronger teams towards winning it. So you know it's much more difficult to win compared to. Um, um, of the league. Uh, okay, the number to still send your SMS to is 0022991045. I think I can take one more call, um, which will be our last call for today. Hello. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening, sir. Who am I speaking with? This is Topman calling. Topman, how are you doing? I'm fine. All right, you have like two minutes to get your thoughts in. I'll not wish for another two minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, now, fire down. I just have a few questions from my Dikinadio show. Okay. Please, how can you rate the best league in the world? What are the criteria to to qualify this team to be the best league? Okay. And secondly, Chapter League is more difficult than uh, than league. Okay. If the if the Chapter League is so easy, lot of Arsenal and Manchester have won it several times. Okay. Even Manchester United won it several times. How many how many Chapter League are they able to win? <laughs> no, serious. Okay. Alright, thank you very much. Um, top man. Uh, that, that's all the call we can take today. Apologies, guys. That's all the call that we can take today. But then, um, how do you rate a league? I think it's some um, competitiveness, it's some um, difficulties of all the teams in that league, um, the ability of the lower team um, or the lowest team in that group, in that league, to actually um, give you a run for your money. Case and point, the likes of Brentford going to the Etihad, the home of the defending champions, and scoring first, um, City equalised, and they got the second goal. That is why people will always pick the EPL. 
she understand. Um, um, I, I like La Liga because it's very, very technical. Uh, very, very technical. And um, lately, we've seen teams go to the Camp Nou and get results. Um, it doesn't happen before. Lately, we've seen the likes of Atletico, Atletico Madrid uh, fall from, from, from Greece to grass. And uh, we've seen Sevilla being humbled left, right and centre. So, same thing goes to the Italian Serie A where Juventus have been dealt serious um, uppercuts earlier in the season, but then they are picking wins now. So, so I think it's the um, con- uh, what's it called? The difficulty of the league one, then the competitiveness of the teams in that league, especially the lower teams. You see teams in England spending um, 60 million, 50 million, 40 million on a player because they want quality in their squad. So you know, it helped them to compete. Come on, Philippe Coutinho is playing. Whether we like, whether he's washed out, he's playing for Aston Villa now. So that says a lot about the teams in the league compared to leagues and other teams. That's how best I can explain. But let me quickly go through um, these text messages here. This one says Chelsea need a creative midfielder and their problem will be over. Sparkle from Akure. Uh, this was a good evening. Um, good evening for me. Ateta shouldn't start that journey you want to embark on. Hazard care. What for? Making no triumph. Mr. Henry from LAO. And for me, winning the league is harder because you have to be consistent to win the league rather than the UCL. But you have to be inconsistent and still win it, um, like Real Madrid and Chelsea did. <laughs> You're from Makure. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Considering four goals on your way to winning the Champions League is inconsistent. Are you serious right now? No, don't no, he, he, don't he, let he was, us even get into he that. I was talking then. about when, when you were like eight in the league and you won the Champions League. It's six. It's six. It's six. It's six. It's six. And that was 2012. That's what, that's what I said. Uh, so that means um, uh, what, what, Porto, Porto winning it then was a fluke too. No, no, they won, that the was they, they won the league. Uh, it doesn't matter, but they were not the strongest they the team. They were not the strongest team in the They won the Europa the previous They, they played Monaco in the final. They won the Europa the previous season. They played Monaco they in the final. They defeated Monaco by three goals. Uh, but they played Monaco in the final. Yeah. So are you telling me that in Europe then, those were the two best teams that year? Uh, no, I, I'm saying in Europe then, those were teams that not like we know them now. And we know Monaco to be a team of um, a very good scouting system, having very good players with them. So what are we saying? So since then, now our Porto smelt the semi-final. Somebody since said, somebody, and even Monaco. They, since that year, have they smelt the semi-final? Oh, oh come on, look at look at their finances, look at the resources that but, they have. It will, it will definitely affect them. Somebody somebody said that um, uh, if if it was that easy, City and the likes. Would have won the Champions League. I said this when City played Chelsea in the final. There is always a mentality behind it. The fact that you won the, the competition before gives you an edge. No matter what, it gives you that edge. So for you to break that edge over a team that already has the competition, you have to be extra, like Chelsea were in 2012. So it is not a case of. He um, talked about. Uh, uh, somebody stopping to take a pee during a marathon. You can run a marathon for two hours straight. <laughs> Tell me you want to cheat nature for two hours. The highest you can do a sprint is the highest is five minutes. I've never seen a sprint go as far as five minutes. Sir. It's not possible. So you're running, you're, you're, you're on the move for two straight hours and you expect to maintain the same pace from start to finish. Come on now. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's not even possible. It is not possible. And somebody said that uh, you can you can still lose in the beginning of the league and still come on, come on. We've seen teams in cup competitions like the Euros, for instance. Portugal qualified as best loser from the group. 
and somehow they went ahead to win the competition. How many games did they win in, in open play mm. in that competition? How many games in open play? In the league, those that would have been one one points. Move on. Right? But in club in cup competitions, you go to extra time, you 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 struggle it through, you go to penalties, you win on penalties. So we can we can continue to say this on What are they saying? True, true. Jose Mario jubilating that. What Oscar are they? What are they even saying? Let's let's not even talk about these things, please. People should not. But then people can counter you with facts from the UEFA Champions League with regards to you know. Um, My brother, we used to know the World Cup. There used to be golden goal and silver goal in the World Cup. Such absurd setting. Where you can you can play with a team. Say your your level terms two two one one zero zero. And in extra time, a team just scores a goal. Maybe the first two minutes of extra time, and that's it. That's the end of it. You don't have any chance to compete until it all changed. Come on now, come on. They can't even do that. They can't say that. It's well, not fair. Well, well, for me, I actually think um, the league is more difficult to win. But if you ask me, which one would I prefer to win, the league or the Champions League? I prefer you to win the Champions, Champions League, league all day, every day, of course. twice on Sunday, of course. And we do it all over again. <laughs> so I prefer to win the Champions but League. But you were complaining here, talking about how you have the Champions League, but Man City are dominating the league, and you want to dominate the league. So what happened? I don't want to win the Champions League. <laughs> I don't want. Let me just finish the top four and win the Champions League. No, 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 I want to dominate. I will forget all the trauma I've been through. This is it. If I can manage to get into the top four this season, I'm talking about Chelsea now, and just manage and win that Champions League like somebody said that they need that luck <laughs> to win the Champions League, then you know that they will forget, we will forget all our sorrows that we are going through right now. So that's just, that was what happened when Thomas Tuchel won the Champions League. We forgot everything we went through under Frank Lampard where we were conceding two goals minimum per game. And it became what happened, the clean sheets that um, we kept under Thomas Tuchel. And route to winning the Champions League. Do you understand? So it just is what it is. That same season, not forgetting we lost the FA Cup final to Leicester City. Of but course. then, hey, the joy of winning the Champions League will always trump the pain of losing the FA Cup. Che, you get. So that's just it for me. But then, hey, I get what everybody's saying. Everybody At the end of the day, uh, when it comes to discussions like this, it goes down to preference. Che, you get. So, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. So that's that's just it for me. But then, that's all we can take today on Football Extract. A supreme shout out to everybody who listened and participated. Adam called into the show or sent text messages. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, big up to Amos, the phenom, the chocolate and donuts uh, for coming through. <laughs> Don't forget to make it a day with us on Football Extract. Every Wednesday right here on Empire Radio 104.5 FM by 5 to 6 p.m. And um, Talk Football Talk Sport return on Friday by 4 p.m. as well for insights into that world or sports, I'm sure you know you can always promote your goods and services with us on Empire Radio and we are still located at Empire Building Number 1 in Pedrola, Arolo Street uh, behind BJ Philly Station, Oshokotile, Adjacent, Olufo, Makure on those things so help us pay those bills and while we help you increase awareness about your products and services I still remain Jerry from the J2 under signing out and um, do have yourself a fantastic um, evening, bye for now mm-hmm.